Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 41-year-old from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Italy, England, and Wales, and Scotland. He returns to the shed after episode 79 has amassed 993 goals, plays, or listens. He is a shed legend and a legend of British ice hockey, where he was a three-time champion as a player. He played six seasons and ran a muck. One season had 59 points, 169 penalty minutes, and captain the Shed's second favorite team. Two, the Guinness Book of World Records for most consecutive wins. And after that, transitioned to player coach, coach, GM, and coach. Over the last 11 seasons, he has recruited some of the biggest dandies and favorite Shed guys in hockey, Welcome back to the shed, Ryan Finnerty. Well, what an intro. What an intro. Who's who's your first team then? If, if Cardiff, your second. The Kincardin Canucks, my under 11 team. Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. So check out what I just got the boys with my latest uh, jersey raffle. <laughs> I got them oh, custom nice. mini sticks. And uh, I got this one actually for <laughs> myself, but it's got like their names and numbers on them too. So pretty excited. <clears throat> we just got to get we got to get our year end thing go. Um, I just Googled it. I Googled a company and found one in Bolton, Ontario, and they had them whipped up within a week. It was wild. Really? eh? Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. So now I just need the year end party to get organized so I can give them to the little fellows, right? Well, I imagine. So none of them listen to these then or what? They're not probably not allowed, are they? I think there might be a couple listeners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Evan might be listening and he might know what's coming, but, uh, anyways, um, I get into how we know each other. So if you're returning after episode 79, you're almost at a thousand people in the shed. <laughs> really? Where, where does that rank? Where, was Simsy the highest? He's got the top two and they're like, right. Like both have. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> he, he, but I imagine he clicks on every day to, to I'm not sure how that works. I think it's each individual. I don't think the same person re-listening counts, but I don't know how it works. Too bad. Uh, but you're almost at a thousand folks in the shed. That's, I just think that's hilarious, <laughs> but no, you're just no. outside the top five episodes uh, ever. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. That's pretty well, good, can, man. I've we'll done like 160. Bump, we'll, try to, we'll try to bump that up here. Okay, hey, man. I don't coach anymore. So the gloves are a little bit more off. I understand. And that's when you get really competitive is when you don't have it in your life anymore. Right? Like my yeah, job, yeah. my job, there's like, you try and do good every day. There's no like championship at the end of the season. Right. So you just, uh, <laughs> you do the best you can every day, but like to be really competitive, I kind of like, I like that they rank podcasts, but I also don't cause it's really not good for like my competitive spirit, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep it oh. just for fun. Right. <laughs> you're always a letter. You're always a little bit better when there's a leaderboard, you know? Yeah. Like- you're right. <laughs> And you'll probably get me to number one in the UK. Keeps you a little more honest. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, I get into how we know each other. So that first episode, um, you played for a lot of teams in the UK. That's why I say you're a British legend. Like you get fans from uh, almost every team listening. I played, I played for two and then I've coached. I mean, I've coached in every country apart from Northern Ireland. I didn't actually, I didn't actually think of that until you wrapped up Wales, England, Scotland. I'm like, oh. yeah, Northern Ireland, Belfast is the only one, right? Um, Thanks a lot, Belfast. Yeah. yeah. They don't come to the shed either, punks. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really asked any of them, though. Uh, I had Colin Shields on. That's about it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What, um, so Cardiff did just win. Uh, were you there this weekend? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I watched and they played well, played really well. 
I didn't uh, get to see it. I saw the last two minutes. Um, but uh, anywho, um, the George brothers I saw afterwards. Uh, the George brothers are in with the, the current team. They were out and about with the trophy the day after. I saw it. I, I was with, I was with Steve. Um, I think just before the game, I walked over to his box and, you know, yeah, I know, I know him really well. I mean, Steve was over, you know, when he first, when he first got into pharmaceutical game, he, he was in Manchester and stopped by and they're, uh, they're never, <clears throat> it's never a bad time when you're around the George brothers. No. And um, they, yeah, they said yesterday's antics would have been right up my alley. Um, I was quite jealous over here in Concordia, but it does warm my heart when people send me photos and videos of all the fun things happening in hockey, you know? Yeah. That's why I said. I'm like, even, even when they wanted, I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't find the George brothers on the ice. And I'm like, it just doesn't feel like the devils want anything until Steve or Chris are on the ice with the team or, or kiss the guys. One of the two. I'm you there. Know. They definitely were kissing guys yesterday <laughs> and were on the ice. I think I saw a photo. <laughs> I remember thinking, and then I saw that lanky little ginger come on the ice. I'm like, Oh, he managed to get down. So I think, I think I, I thought they might've stopped them. They upped the security, but he found his way through. Well, I tell you, I see photos of them. I saw them at the playoff weekend. Those two look like uh very happy, healthy, in love young men. Oh yeah. Well, Steve's got a Canadian girl now. Yeah, it looks like yeah. Chris has a gal too, because they just yeah. all look so happy in those photos yeah, I see. They, and they were with them uh, at the playoff finals weekend, which is that's a big step for the girls if if they got into the finals weekend. Right. Usually, uh, usually, usually the girls, you know, usually they 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 run amok on that weekend, but they brought them in, kept them in line. Be a lot to handle, yeah. Um, that's that, that's love handle. when you're willing to There's get involved. Stuff. But if yeah, I'm sure they had a hoot because every time you're with. Steve and Chris is like the best time of your life. <laughs> um, the, best, the best night of your life followed by the, usually the worst morning of your life. Yeah. I saw there with Dixon yesterday and I guess uh, someone broke the trophy, which brought back some memories of mine from junior B. We had to write a letter apologizing for breaking the trophy and the, <laughs> you know, so good memories. Um, I saw you won it two times as a player, eh? Yeah. When I was in Sheffield, we did it. We did the league twice and then the playoffs uh, once or twice. I can't remember, but I I always said that <clears throat> the best trophy to win is the playoff one. Because you win your you last can, game you of the year. You can win the league and have to work the next day. You know, it's not the same as, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're it's done. over. Yeah. yeah, you get to just have at it. Yeah, exactly. And you're done. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I never won the league or the playoffs. So I guess, what do I know? But um, yeah, in Germany, winning your last game of the season is different than winning the league, right? And then you still got to gear up for playoffs and all that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like Belfast would be kind of flying home with a bitter taste in their mouth, no? I don't know. I mean, they were so good all year. It, it's, I mean, they did the Challenge Cup. They did the league. It's it's tough to win all three. Oh, but yeah. Cardiff were just solid, man. Cardiff were so good. I mean, I think at, after the first period, it was they it was 2-0 or 2-1. I can't remember. And they had four shots on net, Cardiff. And the goals that they scored, like, Besco had no chance. They were, like, they were they were nice goals. But Who had four Cardiff shots on net? Cardiff, Cardiff did? did? Yeah. I mean, they, they were getting outshot, like, 28-12 at one point. And, so, but, Matt Carruth had a good game then? Yeah, but they did a good job. Like there wasn't a lot from the like it was a lot from the outside. But then they were like, I mean, their power play was on fire, Cardiff, and they just created good looks. I mean, they scored some nice, nice goals. Well, uh, and because I'm such a social media buff these days, uh, even though I don't really like it, but um, you tweeted about uh, Fran Man being the heart and soul my, of Cardiff, and I completely that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, Franny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he yeah. was bait. What? How? Did, I guess he would have ran the forwards, or what was he doing? Did you look? Uh, yeah, I, I think Franny did run. The, no, he was running the D. On, and then on Dupont was yeah. running the forwards. I think so. Yeah, I think that was a makeup, but. But I mean, yeah, Franny from his episode in the shed is like you can just tell that he just does whatever the Cardiff Devils need, whatever role they put him in, he will do the best he can to help that team win. Right. Along, alongside his full-time job and family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very supporting wife. Pretty. Uh, he's one of the smartest guys in British ice hockey though. Like Neil Francis is like off the charts for like every team would benefit if they had a guy like that. 
and I mean, like not only like on the business side of the game, but even the player side, like he's the recruiting. He's really good eye. Yeah, he's got a really good eye, and then even just down to like he 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 knows all like the um like the visas and stuff. Like he's he he's like, can I, do it all. He can do everything. All, yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that's literally done it all, and like I don't think he gets enough credit for for like how much recruitment he did and how many phone calls he would make, and that he he had a he has a really good eye for like even in today's game for for what you know like what this league need like what a team needs over here like he can he can find a guy to college or East Coast League or Denmark you know like he he just seems to he's got a pretty good knack for it. Yeah, but I don't uh, think you'll ever get him away from Cardiff. I think he lives and breathes uh, no. the Devils. Yeah, I don't think that's on any, any anyone's agenda. No, yeah, no, yeah. he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> He'll continue to serve the team however they ask him to, right? Just like Richie, captain. He So he's first-year captain. He gets to raise a trophy. That's pretty cool. Is he? Uh, I thought he was captain before, but I could be wrong. Was there um, a season without Joey Martin other than this one? Well, that's right, too. Did yeah, uh, he wore it. To be fair, he actually, I think he actually wore it when I was in when I was in Cardiff. I think he was a C for a bit of a bit of the year. Well, he could have been a captain since yeah, since then. Yeah, yeah, in, like in between, kind of Martin, you know, showing up. <clears throat> but um, and more yeah, said, I, I mean, guess he's, he's like he's like uh, Richie's kind of the guy when I'm working with our young British defenseman because everybody like it's YouTube hockey now, right? With these young guys, and you know they at the end of the night they check how many points they had and that's how well they played on a scale of one to ten did you say and youtube hockey yeah yeah and um what do you, you mean know, by I, that because i'm like, curious because like, my like, kids like, always watching the shit and i'm like, like that's not hockey. hockey like highlight hockey yeah like highlight real hockey you know they just show like the doing the michigan shit and yeah yeah like the, the highlight yeah so highlight hockey that's that's kind of the the zegra yeah. stuff and it's great but it's not you know there's there's a few there's a little bit more to the game and um, especially for like, we got a young British defenseman who's got so much upside. And I always say like, you got to watch Richie, man. Like that guy could play in any league. And it's not any league. 30 goals a year, or 80 points a year. You know, it's because he's good defensively. He's like, yeah, I said like, you guys want to focus on this end without focusing on this end. And I said, there, there's not too many headmans in, you know, in the world. So try to find that other top five role. Yeah, exactly. Like Richie can do everything. I mean, the little things he does that nobody notices. I watched what game was it? One of the games against Sheffield and I was card of Sheffield and just watching the little plays. You don't really notice when you're playing with them, but like when, yeah. when it's in their own end and he just kind of flips it out to the neutral zone and just all the, the pressures off. Right. And he like, it wasn't always, t- it was just the simple plays to relieve pressure or to put the team in a better spot that you don't realize. And then he'll just go down on one knee and just eat a puck from the blue line. Right. Like he'll be at the hash marks. It could be buzzing by his head and he just goes down on one knee and just takes yeah, it. He's, he's so smart. I mean, he, like his little corner escapes out, like just how he goes back, even though he just goes back for the pucks different than, than a lot of guys. And, and he makes it look not, simple. Like, yeah, he's a bit. He's he's like he's you know he's a he's a machine, but he's not like not a big burly you know like gonna mm-hmm. muscle you off the puck guy. So he you never really see Richie getting hit or even in like those one on one battles because he's usually in and out of there before any of that happens. You know, you're lucky if you can you're lucky if you can catch a little piece of him. But yeah, he's he's just yeah he's just one of those guys that you kind of got it. You kind of just gotta like spotlight and watch him play, especially for young defensemen. And, and it's, if you're not just watching him, he's the type of guy that like you might not notice watching a game because of he's just doing everything so simple and right. Usually, yeah, usually, usually a good thing for a D-man if, if nobody noticed you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. We better keep going here. Other ways we know each other then is uh, I've had a lot of your clan from your clan yeah, days old, on here. My old guys, yeah. Yeah, I really like that core. I guess I never knew them really until I started the shed here, but really like all of them. And that's why I, I really admired your team that year. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had, we had four, four years there and every year we just kept growing and growing. And then my last year, it was kind of like a rebuilding year. Yeah. Cause you lost like Mizey and Keither, right. And salts lost everybody, Frankie. Yeah. And then we brought in a whole new crew. Um, we brought a whole new crew in, but that was my lot and turned out to be my last year in, in, um, in Glasgow. 
But then I took every one of those guys and brought them to Manchester, and we almost won the league in Manchester the next year. I was looking at some – the research team got hot there, and um, your first year in Manchester there, that looked like a squad, eh? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like the, the, my last year in Glasgow was a bit of a rebuilding year. You know, we 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 had some really good guys, but it just it, – it, we were up and down, up and down, you know? Yeah, and, sometimes um, it just doesn't click. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we just – I mean, I, I left there, went to Manchester, and I literally just took every guy with me. So that's one of my questions. What happened there? Because every guy I've talked to that's been in Glasgow uh, has basically said the day you were let go is like the day it all just fell apart. <laughs> um, I think they were just looking for a change. You know, I think they, I've been there for four years. And I think the owner just, they wanted to fresh. Being competitive up. for four years was just, it was yeah, too stressful. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That last year, that last year we finished, I don't know, fourth or fifth in the league, which was like, a, a small step. Yeah. When you yeah, just lost your core of those dandies I was talking about, then you yeah. got to bring in new guys and it might take a, a year, right. To really gel. I think, yeah. And, and I think when you're at like, when you're at like Sheffield where they'll just, they'll just pay for whatever they need. Right. Like they'll mm -hmm. just buy it. But when you actually have to like go out there and have a little patience with a guy that's maybe a second year pro or even right out of college or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it just doesn't click right away, but, that guy could be horrible. I mean, I've seen guys go zero goals in 20 games and then score 15 in their last 20. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, and then the season ends and they're like, well, he was, you know, I'm not, this guy's not. And you're like, no, this guy is just on the trajectory and you kind of keep him for another year. And then all of a sudden he's, he's a 30 goal guy. You know, yeah. well, that's one thing. Uh, oh, I have a background noise here. I don't know what's going on. Um, that's one thing I always uh, admired about Lordo was he, when I was him and I were talking one day and we were talking about a guy that was struggling and uh, he said, well, as the coach, is it not my job to turn his season around to figure out what buttons to press, to make him better, to make him a better mm -hmm. player? Like, isn't that my job as a coach other than to bring in a new guy? And I was like, wow, I really like the way you do business. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think back and even back then, it's it's a lot different than it is now, uh, which we can talk about. But um, yeah, like you had guys that would like would be so hard on themselves, right? And then they they like they bury themselves in their own hole, and you're like, hey, like calm down for one, like you know, and you you, and then and then now you kind of got the guys that just blame everything else around them. You know, like that's the biggest, that's the biggest difference I found back in the day. You'd, you'd have guys that would just beat themselves up so bad. Cause but like, if you make a mistake and the other team scored, like, I remember how upset yeah. I would get if a goal was my fault. There's a lot of, a lot yeah. of guys you like would, that. You would get, you would get so like, you put so much, people would put so much pressure on themselves to be better than they're, they're showing. And, and you would have to like, be like, Hey, like, come on like yeah you know just, like bring just relax like, yeah like, just like start doing the little things like who gives a shit right like calm yeah. down you know and then the other guys nowadays they they blame everyone else it's everyone else's fault while i'm not being well doing well and uh, if that just creates oh uh, that yeah generational differences is that what we're getting at maybe massively massively yeah yeah yeah, yeah we're, mirroring, we're mirroring society a little bit in the sports world. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, the guys you recruited, I, I was just curious how, like of those core guys, how did it start? Who like, cause everybody, the way I'm chitting or chatting around in my shed is that everything is based off connections. So like, did you get Keith or you got, and he had played with Arse, right. And Mizey had played with Keither and, so who did you get first? And then how do the dominoes start? Like, how do you end up with such a great core of good dudes? It took two years to do it. <clears throat> so my, sorry, my second year and my second, third year. So I, I think Keith was a big one. I brought Frank, Frankie with me, Chris Frank with me. Out of Cardiff. Uh, uh, Sheffield. Oh, right. I had, I had, I brought Frankie into Sheffield my, my last year there. Um, <clears throat> then we got, we got my chase Keither all summer and finally got him to go. And he wanted to go because of that Scottish connection. Yeah. So I think he, he was, 
he could have gone to he could have probably got back to Austria if he would have waited it out a little bit. But he, he we gave him a pretty I think he had a pretty good deal there. And then, God, how did we? Yeah, like we just. Well, once you get a guy like that, right, it helps everything. Yeah, uh, Scott Pitt. We already had him uh, from the year before, I think, or no. Actually, Scott Pitt, who we, I don't know if you've ever done. He's a really good guy. I brought him to Manchester, too. Hell of a player. Ontario guy. Um, I don't know him. I was, no, yeah. he was. Um, if you look him up, he was fantastic. 30-goal guy in our league. Probably I remember the name. Him. I remember playing yeah. against him. And I remember I, he was my last signing, and I had, like, X amount left in my budget. I had nothing left. Like, or not, No, actually, I had an okay amount left, but not, not Scott Pitt money. He was in the DL two the year before um, and looking to come across. And uh, I was, I, I had a place in Van, in Victoria, in Vancouver Island. And uh, they, every year they, they have a thing called Summerfest, which is like a, a country music festival. And it, it's massive. Like it's the who's who go there. Right. That Not, sounds right up my alley. Yeah. And uh, I, um, I had to talk to Pitter, but it was also the Saturday afternoon of Summerfest. So I had to balance the two. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, I had X amount left in my budget. I'm phoning Pitter and I'm like, hey, buddy, I don't know. I've had a few pops here. Let's just get a deal done. What do you, what do you, what is it? Listen, he's like, I don't got a lot of time to negotiate. You know, it's the end of the summer. Let's get something done. And he's like, you know, I'm like, what do you want? How much money do you want? And he's like, uh, do you got this? And it was the exact number I had left. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you, you'll do a deal right now? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, call it done. He's like, you won't see any paperwork for a few days at home in the Valley, but let's uh, virtual handshake. And he's like, serious? I'm like, yeah, no negotiation. You got it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I want this. And he's like, I'm like, you got it, man. That's <laughs> and, that uh, and that's a good, then you probably had a good Saturday at the country concert, eh? Yeah, yeah I was like, hey, I'm done recruiting. I've got, I'm done. He was the last guy I wanted. We were kind of waiting him out. He was a good, skilled player, tall, lanky, left-handed shot, right? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, fast. And, yeah, and we brought him back to – I brought him to Manchester <laughs> after. So, yeah, no, we had – um, it just – yeah, like we picked up Mizey from Sheffield. We we had Alex Levitt. Yeah. We had – I mean, we just had a number of guys. They're all kind of which year because we went, we went to the Champions League. <laughs> and that was the second year so that's when levy showed up i think and yeah that's right he was awesome like i could see how coaches didn't like levy but well, I, I played against them for years in yeah. germany man and we battled every year but man that guy had flop on me like he'd flop like oh, around man. the net and stuff he'd oh yeah. dive and i'm like i'm like what are you doing like i'd seen the some of the germans doing that but what are you doing man <laughs> yeah i remember we were i was talking to other guys and it was like 50 50 with levy like some guys would be like, oh, you have to stay as far away from this guy as possible, you know, because I think he's a coach's nightmare if he doesn't like the coach. Wow. Like, I think he can, he can run the I best power think... plays I've ever seen. Yeah, man. Yeah. When I would watch him and in then... Germany, he would run a mock. He'd yeah. be just going around the outside with his duck feet and just sauce and passes into the middle for one timers. Uh, he wild. was so good for us. And like, I never had one issue with him at all. Like he was. He knew it was his last. I think it was his last year, and then he decided to play one more. I think he enjoyed his time. His wife enjoyed it, their time. Um, and then, yeah, and we just were like, all right, let's go again. You know, and I think he was he was there my last year in Glasgow. And then he, he that was it. He retired after that. I literally <laughs> played against him everywhere. I even played against him in Denmark, Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, his his power plays were fun to watch though, because I was always liked watching that stuff. He just controlled that half wall and never shot the puck all year. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes he would pull, he they set up this thing where he'd go behind the net and be doing his his yeah, duck, yeah. and everybody yeah. was open. I'm like, how is everybody open every time he gets the puck? Everybody's yeah. open. It doesn't make any sense. And he can but, make plays. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways. The reason I asked you in the shed again and what inspired this was you put out the tweet about your time in the UK or something and that you'd had whatever over a decade of lifetime of friends. So are you staying over in the UK or you go? Are you? Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm going right to the general manager's role here, which has been on the, on the books for a while. Probably, you know, it was probably going to happen the season before COVID. And then I, I, I stayed on after COVID one more year. So it just like, 
the coaching and the general managing and <clears throat> running the team, it just, honestly, it just got so much that yeah, it was just time. Remember. It was time. Like even the coaching, like coaching now, like you, you, you added hours, like you, you got to put in a lot of time with these guys now, a lot of work and, and then balancing the general managing on the side and running the team. It just, it just was too much with the young family. And, and I knew, I knew, I knew that this was my, I knew before the season, it would be my last season. Um, and then, yeah, so. It would yeah, be more, because don't they do more video, more everything now? You know what? It's, it's just a different, like, <clears throat> I think it's too, it's like, you, you have to spend a lot of like, you need to almost be a psychologist and a, a you know, a, a problem solver. And like, it's just, not everybody, but it's just a little different. Like to get the most out of your team, you got to do more. Probably not far off what you're doing with your team. You know, mm. there's a lot of a lot of pepping up, and you're the you know that you're it's okay and everything's yeah. gonna be fine and you know and it's a lot of like firefighting like that. Like you're just you have to be you have to kind of be able to have that time for the guys to to get it. And it's not the old day where guys just show up, you bark and and they do their thing, and you know there it, it's a lot of like. It's a lot it's a lot more like to get the best it's you really have to put in so much time that's why you see these young guys are doing so well young coaches man are doing so well the old guys are a little bit like still a little bit kind of hey like you're not not walls but they're just not quite as used to bringing guys in and having chats all the time about hey it's okay like well you know, you're not playing that bad. You're, you know, your mind. It's the opposite of the way it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more like you have to kind of get, understand where they're coming from and and you're trying to get it, but it's a lot to do. And and to be fair, it was just at at that time, I'm like, you know what, like with everything else going on, like it, it it was just so, I I knew, I knew, I knew I was going to go anyways, but then this year I was like, man, there's just, there's better guys out there for this job than I am right now. You think so, right? My old school, yeah, because I was still fairly old school. Like I, you know, and 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 I'm not saying that that's like the new age player, but you will you will get these guys like, and they will continue to come. And and when you do get kind of that that guy, you're like, oh okay, like the old, like little older school, a little bit, you know. Um, it's it's nice. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot more work. There's definitely a lot more work, and and you have to you have to one have the time and be be there and and understand it and so I think it's just time to split that role because physically this didn't have the time I mean it was like I was out of the house at 6 a.m and coming back at 7 p.m and you're like man did I I I didn't accomplish you know half of what I needed to do and and then with the young family so I just it was just the right time you know like sometimes you just got to be like hey we all got a shelf life well, and you know what? I actually, now that I'm thinking, I'm getting so much background noise here. I don't know why, but anyways, um, is you recruited all those shed guys. And um, I, I guess I actually don't know what it's like to uh, play for you as a coach, but like the people you were recruiting were right up my alley for what I think would win championships. Um, so I think if you have the budget to go recruit the character guys that probably don't need as much babysitting or back rubbing um i think uh but then again if the games change you recruit different styles of people then you need a different style coach maybe right i think so yeah i think and i think it's always good i think you you always got to freshen it up and you you know organizations that that stay with the same personnel get get pretty stale unless you're winning unless you're winning all the time it can get pretty stale for the fan base and you know what it's like over here you you win a game you're that you're a hero you lose it they got to get rid of you and it is, it's just the way it is in the UK. And, and I think, but I think for us too, just having somebody like a younger guy coming in that, that understands it and, and knows it, knows the league and, and the UK and, and the players, I think is going to have a huge benefit and there might be some growing pains or might not, you never know. Yeah. Um, well, so here's the question that you got a higher coach now. We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've so, got so what are you looking for here? What are we doing? You go, you have an interviews yet? Uh, yeah, I think we're, we got a pretty good idea which way we're going to go. Um, we won't say anything just yet, but yeah, no, I think we're, I'll let we're you guys announce that the way you want. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll announce that and then, I'll, then I'll make, then I'll make him come on here and you can grill him. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can vet, you can vet him after we hire him and then. <laughs> I'm in. 
I'll put a, I'll put a clause that if he doesn't pass this and he's then, you know, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You got to pass the shed test <laughs> to be allowed yeah, to coach yeah, the one score, final right? hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Then. So uh, you're staying in man, you're in Manchester right now. You're staying there all off season. Then you're we're, there. We're likers. I, man, we have a house here. My kids are in school here. No, no. How, we're, yeah, how we're, old are we're, they again? Uh, well, I got just the one actually. Sorry. I got, well, four turning five soon. And then uh, we got like a, a eight month old. He should oh, be, dear. he should be working by now, but he's not. So yeah, but, yeah. no, we're, we're busy. Yeah. We're a busy household, but <clears throat> no, our, like we're here. Like we have no plans to move back home or anything. My wife's Swedish. Um, we have no plans to move back home. Right. Your we're, wife's we're Swedish. She is. Yeah. Where'd you meet her then? Let's have a love story. Um, Cause you did the story, research yeah. team never said you went to Sweden. Well, we did play Vecco in the Champions League, and that's where she's from. But um, that was just an odd coincidence. You'd already met her. I'd already met her, yeah. So she worked in Seattle when I and I, like I said, I lived in Victoria, and uh, and you, you used to um, when <clears throat> in Victoria you used to do and it's it's I can't I can't I can't give up the secret sauce in case any of your dads want to learn. But when I was um, we were helping out with some um, like minor hockey in the summer. And, uh, and the minor hockey dads had orchestrated this thing and they'd been running this game on their wives for five years where they created a fake stag. So they all created a fictional character who was getting married. So all these dads in their, you know, late thirties, forties, they'd get away from the weekend and go to Seattle. And, uh, <laughs> and they, <laughs> and they had like meetings about it too. Like it was, it was a well orchestrated, no loose ends. And there was like 20 of these guys. <laughs> And they were they're all like, going to different stags. They're all going to the same guy's stag, and the wife's like, ah, I, "I loosely remember that guy." And they're like, "You know him." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we we are helping out the team. They're like, "You guys want to go?" I'm like, "Sure, yeah, let's go." <laughs> so I think that's before the Facebook and all the crap where they could just look up to say, "Who's who are you talking about again?" <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Never ended up going to a wedding once in five years, but I guess they just forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was it. So the fake stag, and then I, I met her on a fake stag, but we just jumped in. Uh, remember Robin Gomez? Remember that name? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So he's. I would imagine Gomer's still going to these fake stags. <laughs> so then you meet her that at the stag but then she ends up traveling with you all over the world then yeah like well yeah later on um and then yeah and then she she was on a work visa in, in the u.s and they had to reapply and she did all like her schooling and masters there and and she was just kind of getting tired of the whole american thing like um and then was looking i think to go to copenhagen to work and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, what about Glasgow? Right. <laughs> yeah. The Copenhagen of Scotland. So, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. From, and now you got the busy city. household. Now we got the busy household and we're in, uh, we're in Cheshire. Cheshire. We're in Cheshire. Cheshire. Yeah. Okay. Right outside of uh, South Manchester. Cheshire. Okay. Um, well, thanks for letting me come for lunch today to Cheshire. There's the, there's the update. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, uh, I guess we'll find out who you guys are going to get. I was just curious what you guys were looking for in a coach, you know? Um, I like personally, I mean, I, I actually thought you were going to reach out to uh, the under 11 concurrent Canucks coach that took an Owen three team to the all Ontario championships and uh, lost a heartbreaker at the quarterfinals, but Hey, you know, that's oh, fine. Man. I'll be here in my shed. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, well yeah well you're on the short list now um but yeah no i i i mean i look i look at it you know and like when you look at all the guys that have had success and that have had done well here they have one thing in common they've all played here yeah they you understand gotta know it. it yeah and you can go buy that experience and experience costs money and and i mean i know scalds in, in cardiff and if, if a family comes here or if it's a stopgap for a coach, they don't normally have success because it's just a weird league. Like some guys just get it and buy right into this, the weird shit that we do here, you know, like the format and 
and got, other guys research teams kinda, got that on the notes to talk about yeah, yeah. some guys just kind of you know don't and it just doesn't fit in and, and they're like uh you know what I, I tried it for a year and it was and it was just didn't work where i find like the players that are that come back and, and become coaches are kind of they kind of get it right they're already bought in they've they understand the work they've seen it before um and i just find that they have success and so yeah i'm, I'm i think we're kind of leaning in that direction i no, it makes sense you get like it took me at least a month or two of being in the season to understand the difference between challenge cup and league games. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I thought we were doing good. And then all of a sudden our coach is losing his mind out us in practice. I'm like, we've been winning almost every game. They're like, but those were challenge cup games. I'm like, Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it probably needs to, to be freshened up in, in one way or another, but there's just so many little things that, the league can't do because you, you kind of need all 10 teams to be on the same page to be able to to do it and you know like a lot of the arenas only have a specific gate dates they can play they just can't get ice time past that and, and yeah i talked to simsy uh, about that about the big arena teams can only get them certain days and to play a best of seven and traveling back and forth it wouldn't make sense right um yeah i I don't know. I, I find the league is it's a neat idea. It's different than anywhere else, but it's exhausting. And then, like you say, you don't win your last game of the season or like I remember before I got there, uh, Belfast had won like with a month or something left in a season. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's tough. I mean, normally it goes down to like if it's a 30 week season, you know, usually 28, 29, 30 are pretty pretty intense at the top yeah um, but every now and again you have a year where a team just dominates like a team just dominates and uh belfast were pretty good this year sheffield ran them you know towards the end um but they they were just they were just the better team all around i i, I, I probably half the budget of sheffield <laughs> really no yeah <laughs> Well, you know what? I don't, I, think, I don't think there's, I don't think I'm letting any secrets out. <laughs> well, you know what though? And I, it really pains me to say this because deep down for years when I left hockey and my last two years of hockey was losing to the Sheffield Steelers by, I think two points each season was um, this hurts me to say, I think <clears throat> um, Sheffield Steelers are up there for one of my favorite teams now too, because they support the shed they uh, retweet stuff. They put stuff on Instagram. They had Kit Kat get that night. I see their fans showing up at games wearing my jerseys and T-shirts. And it's like, yeah. God, I hated you for so long. Why are you yeah, doing yeah. this to me? <laughs> That's probably the Simsy effect. I think everybody, everybody, everybody who hates Simsy just need to stay away from them. Because once you kind of, <laughs> once you kind of get a little time with them, you're like, oh, shit. He's, I actually don't yeah. hate him as much as I thought, you know, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happened. And you just, yeah. But I mean, they're, they're a beast, right? I don't know if you saw it today, but they, um, they are the, they have the six biggest attendance in all of Europe. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Only six, only five teams. I think it's six. Yeah. And then the UK is the fourth attended league in all of Europe overall. Really? Yeah. So I, we'd climb, climb way up. That's way, from way. this season's attendance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's off this season. Okay. Well then I'm going to bring this up because I, I just see stuff in that fake world of social media. Uh, but there were a lot of fans pissed off about the ticket prices this last weekend. Yeah. And the, the, the seats were a lot emptier than I recall. So they, I mean, they're, you know, when you're like, you know, when you just get to a point where like, there is no justification that like, you just put your hand up and be like, what like it, it was a complete f up right yeah and that's what i feel like that's what we should have done i feel like we should have just been like whoa whoa this ticket price is way as soon high. as they heard the reaction they should have just said okay yeah. hold on you know and there there's a couple things one you there it's a family sport you include families too obviously the ticket price is going to be higher than it was three years ago or whenever the last one was just with normal inflation you could kind of expect that there would be some added cost yeah, because um, it would have been almost three years ago that we had one, right? Because of COVID. <clears throat> so, which which is understandable. Um, 
and then and then because of COVID, we had to we had to push it a, another week so we could get all of our games in. But the week then we pushed it to the long weekend. And in in the UK, the long weekends are like everything, right? That's when the kids go away. That's when the hotel prices go way up. I mean, everybody's traveling and getting out of Dodge, so all of entertainment goes high. So we, you know, took it from a, a dead like a weekend where you could get a 60 70 pound hotel is now a 200 pound hotel night you know? i got you so there was so many things it was i always i said this it was like there were so many things that went against us sheffield nottingham not making it right so many things that went against us that were out of our control but there was stuff that i think in our control looking back you're like we can never ever make this mistake again yeah, you know, and i think of hockey you know how i feel if you've listened to a few is Full arenas are way more fun to play in than mm. half full arenas. And even Sheffield, you say they're getting that many fans. There were times like when at the start of the year, I guess in Cardiff before we were good, or we weren't known as being good at the start of that season. Um, we, you'd go to Sheffield and it wasn't full. It wasn't half full. Yeah. Um, and I didn't find that as much fun to play in than playing in a packed BBT. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, they're yeah, they've really grown it. I mean, they've done a good job, you know, growing that brand and that market. But yeah, well, but their like, social they, media they, girls really nailing it too, because she even got Kit Kat reaching out and everything over like us shooting the shit in our shed. Next thing you know, Kit yeah. Kat's reaching out to them, pretty wild. And the social media gals doing a heck of a job there, and Simsy. Yeah, yeah, no, they're good. And and like you said, I mean. It's, it, it was sad to see this weekend because I've only ever known it packed. I mean, they bring in the extra stands at the back and it was sad to see. And, and, you know, it's easy to blame. It's easy to point the finger and blame after all the work's been done. But like the reality is that you just, as like the league, it, they just, just, it just messed up and yeah. it never happened again. And it won't happen again because, you know, and in, in hindsight, when you look back, it's probably good that Sheffield and Nottingham didn't get there because it might've justified the pricing. Right. If, a bunch of fans showed up last second. Yeah. So I'm a big believer things happen for a reason. And I think, I think next year he will hopefully be back to, uh, to normality where, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I got to get into this whole being a GM thing now and not okay. a GM and coach, because when you're the GM and coach, you are recruiting the guys you want to coach. So yeah. now that you're just going to be the GM, how much say does the coach get in the players? Uh, 200 to 300%. Yeah. Because I mean, then, you then you can yeah. blame it on him if he fucks up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like my, yeah, exactly. My, my job's to support. Yeah. Now, my job's to support, you know, and, and be there. But a guy like when you're a coach and trust me, I've, I've had it all different ways. It's got to be your own show. Like you got to make your own mistakes. You got to, you know, and my, my job's just to, my job's just to run cover for him and be, you know, do all the, do all the, do all the shit that occupies a coach's time that has nothing to do with winning and losing, you know, let me deal with all the paperwork and the housing and, and the sponsorships and, you know, the, try to get the people in the, to watch their team play his jobs, you know, to make sure that that team's playing and, and effective all day. And, and, and I think and those that's players are ready to go and they're ready to go. Yeah. And my, my job is just to, to clear the white noise for you and, you know, let you get out of your way. And I think that's, everybody's like, Oh, are you going to be able to step back? And I'm like, Fuck, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Trust me. Trust me. I mean, I, like I said, I'm a support network guy now. That's it. You know, I'm not picking players. I'm not, none of that. I'm not, not telling them how to break out of their zone or, you know, and I think that's the way it has to be. It's gotta be the coaches picks because if, if you're telling them who to take and then they're not gelling, well, who, whose fault is that? Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens, right. It happens in Europe, right. They got the director of hockey who, basically hands the coach the team and then you know says well you didn't do a good enough job the guy's like well yeah <laughs> <laughs> those i didn't like that guy he doesn't play yeah. the way i want to or he's not yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's always where it, it breaks down because you got some guy that you hired and he's coming in saying well who the hell picked these three guys and he's like that was me and, yeah. you know and yeah so it's not good um, I find it interesting now that I've been shooting the shit with different coaches around Europe and players and I guess GMs and managing directors and whatever you call them. But like based on uh, like what I hear after hours on hours is the timing of, of coaching vacancy being open 
changes things so much for these coaches because like I've talked to Dan Seaman. Um, he was available for a bit and I've heard he would have like, and there's different guys that are available at different times of the season. And then all of a sudden they sign somewhere and then they could be there for the next four years, but then maybe they're available when you need a guy, right? It, it's the timing is very interesting when I've heard about the different situations that could have happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate. I mean, I, I got the Sheffield job. I was pretty young. It was a big job. It was your first one to step into. And you were and a player were, coach. Yeah, the first year and then a coach coach. And so then, Sheffield uh, hired you as a player coach because they have the yeah. money to have a coach. Yeah, we, we, but we're going back some years now, right? It wasn't yeah. Tony didn't Tony. He owned the team like later that summer. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so. I, uh, I got that. And then I was only really unemployed for about 24 hours and I got the Glasgow job. So it was, it was a quick, a quick transition from, from Sheffield to, to Glasgow. And then obviously the Manchester thing happened and I came here. So I didn't, I've never really experienced the open market and, and getting agents to, to go. And, you know, this wasn't my, yeah, I never had that, but I could imagine it's not easy. It's all timing there. Yeah. I've talked like coaches that are in different countries every year. Their kids are going to different schools and different languages. It's wild yeah. lifestyle, but you've uh, been pretty consistent, but I guess. Yeah. I got no, I got no interest in that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so then, okay. So you were a player coach in Sheffield and then was it like, cause then you go to just um, coaching, but it looks like you could still be playing. No, God, no. No, done. you're done. Done. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I, I still like but what I hear I'll, you. I'll, what, I, what I hear is you played a hard game. I'll, um, I'll miss being on the ice. Cause I still enjoyed being on the ice. You know, yeah. I think that I would like, I still enjoyed jumping in the odd drill and just being out there. Right. Is this, you know, when you're just skating around and I'll miss that part. Cause I've been doing that for a long time, but yeah, no, it's, um, they're, they're fast. These guys are so fast now. You know, these kids really? are, I find, yeah, I find there, there, there's a lot, um, there's a lot of speed out there, but uh, the game's changed a little bit, I think, but we, I, we play in like the big blue tent, right? Our, our ice is tiny. So it's, it's the exact same as the BBT. So, so would then, would you have any players signed for next year? Oh, this year already? Yeah. We only have our British guys signed. Right. And, and then, uh, then it's up to the and, coach to do the rest. Yeah, and we got Dallas Earhart is on a second year of his deal. Okay. So yeah, so he's kind of got a clean slate, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna ask where my notes are here. Here we go. So the Manchester season then. So this is your last year coaching for now. For now, no, maybe this is it. We're done. You're done coaching. Yeah. Done. Done, done. Not coming back. Okay. Well, you shouldn't you never say never. Right. Okay. Well, so this last season, I saw you had an Adam Brady. He looks like he can play. He had 25 goals, 60 points, second yeah. year pro. Yeah, good player. Really good player. So it's tough yeah. in Manchester to build a core though, right? Because if you have these guys that come in on a second year pro, put up <clears> big <throat> numbers, then is it not the big dogs trying to take your so guys? That, that's the problem at the lower end when you're at the lower end of the scale is if you have a good year, you rebuild. If you have a bad year, you rebuild, you know, if you have an okay year, you rebuild. So you, I mean, it, it is like, we, we try to keep our guys. We still have like, you know, three or four guys have been with us for four or five years now or three, four years. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant rebuilding and, and that's what we have to do. And that's just, that's what it is. You know, it is it's, what hard, it is. Yeah. it's hard to return players. It's hard well, if they do expensive. really good, then they probably, they want, to get paid and go elsewhere and if exactly. they do not that well then you want someone to try something I a, else <laughs> i had a british i had a british kid that was in the, like the lower league in the epl and we took him took him for two years um and he scored 30 goals for me my second year and and before i could even sneeze after the season he signed in belfast <laughs> <laughs> is so that like, the kieran long or whatever yeah longer yeah yeah. yeah, I saw that name. Yeah, it looked like he was part of your new core. I, that's what I was looking at. I was like, this first couple of years you were in Manchester, you looked like you had a bit of a core, of, like real good players, and you were right there. Yeah. 
we took um like we had that Dane Byers, Jay Rosehill, um, like we were big and mean. Uh and, and now then, you have some Springer guy. Springer, yeah, but I mean all those guys retired basically. I didn't really lose any uh I lost a little bit. Glasgow, Glasgow the next year took a bunch of those guys back. <laughs> <laughs> so they it was just yeah, yo yo and back and forth. But um yeah, and then Springs I had him. I had him my first year here and then I brought him back last year and yeah, but he's retired now too. Like we get a guys, a lot of guys that retire, right? Like, yeah. so you can't do anything when, when guys are done, they're done. That so, Rosell battled hard though in the UK league, didn't he? I saw some videos yeah. of him really scrapping over there and he, he, he was, played a tough game for his career. He was right? Awesome. He was awesome. I and mean, you wouldn't know if he played in the SPHL or, or the NHL. He's just one of those guys showed yeah. up to work every day. He just he gave play. her. Yeah, low maintenance. I mean, yeah, no, he was awesome. Um, and then the other guy I would have had on really early on in the shed time was Zach Sullivan. Um, he yeah. looks like he played 36 games. Did he get hurt? Yeah, he hurt his knee. Yeah, yeah Sully. So he hurt his knee at the end of the year. And yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he's just a study, uh, steady British defenseman, right yeah. shot. You know, it's one of those guys that pretty dependable. And then uh, you also brought in that guy um, at the start of the season that hadn't played for like three years, Wade McLeod, eh? He was yeah. only there for a bit. Yeah, we played with like Mac and, and kind of was like, it, it just didn't work. It was like the worst phone call you'd ever have to make. But I mean, yeah, we, we gave him a chance and it just, yeah. But then we got him into Norway. We let him hang around until we found him a job. You know, like we extended the housing and, and we just, I just didn't want to send him home. Like he wanted to come back and, and it just, it just didn't it. Yeah. work. It just didn't work. And, um, you know, it was a great idea. And then, you know, I mean, if you look at his numbers, you ever go look at like what he did in his career, it's right. crazy. And, no, I, uh, I think it's great that he got that opportunity to get back in the game and give it a whirl. And somebody like yeah. yourself gave him an opportunity to do that because you know, after what he went through with like, like, yeah, I guess it was whatever brain tumor, right. Or something. Right, yeah. Brain cancer. Yeah. So yeah. But at least just, he, he got to like, give it a shot, get absolutely. out there and, go and do he played, it. Finish a year in Norway. So like his comeback, you know, his comeback, he, he got his comeback year. He got it. He, he did get to play pro hockey again. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So we got him over to Norway and, you know, but yeah, it's never, it's never an easy situation. You know, no, it's, I, yeah. Um, it all works out. It's great. And, uh, but when it doesn't, it, it doesn't. Yeah. So then, uh, your goalies, the one guy is a year older than me, but cash and the other one was gin or gin the, yeah, that, so that you've had before. Again, I had for a long time. He, uh, he got his hip got all torn apart, <clears throat> but he was in Providence early in his career and did his one hip. Then he did his other hip here. He's done. Oh. He was done. So he, and the market was like pretty light. There wasn't a whole lot on the market, but I knew obviously Bakashua. I've known him for a hundred years. Yeah, I know um, him too. He, he was in Slovakia and ready to go. And you know, he hadn't played, but he was ready to go and came in and you know, he did a good job for us. I mean, he's yeah, he's like 38, 39. Yeah, he's <laughs> getting up there. <laughs> phenomenal shape. But yeah, he's he uh he's he's he was an unbelievable. I mean, he's like an A-class person. You know, you look at his resume, I think he was a first rounder to st louis or i think i remember him playing in st louis with my buddy way back when like yeah yeah way back yeah, so yeah no he's uh yeah he was great he was awesome to have and um we had we had to bring in a third goalie just for practice because you know you couldn't can't you couldn't, do too much at that no, age couldn't do too much yeah we had to rest <laughs> a little bit so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that part of hockey's changed too though eh? where like the goalies just played every game in the uk league yeah, we're starting to turn to like a two goalie league now. Why is that? It's just too much. I think it's just too much. I mean, but don't you guys just ride your horses because it's about the league? Like, how do you not play the yeah. best goalie each night? Well, the guys are bringing in like a 1A, 1B. You know, a lot of guys are. And then there's a lot of good British goalies coming up too. Is there? Yeah, there's some good British goalies that are that are playing really well. So we we got we got a kid um, who's uh, who played about eight, eight, eight or nine games this year, maybe more. Um, played well, gave us a chance to win every night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that yeah. So there's there's a lot of young talent, a lot of young British talent coming up. Really, really young British talent. Um, 
actually, I should ask you then before I haven't talked to any real Cardiff guys since this happened, but you said Scalds come over and uh, didn't really succeed. Right. But they're in third place and then they did win the playoffs. So like, I don't know, like what did, what did you think when that all went down? Um, you guys probably yeah, I mean, know I, more than me in my shed. I, <laughs> I think no. it, I think it was probably again, it, like it, it might've been like, I mean, I don't, I, I can't really contest what's happened. Obviously they fire. I don't know. They fired him like a month ago. Right. Like with a month left in the season, I think with like two games left in the regular season or something or like a weekend or two. Yeah. It was something like that. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like, they felt they're just coasting to the finish line, you know, cause they, they and they needed a change. And, and yeah. And like, I know Todd's a winner. Todd is not, he doesn't accept second place. He really doesn't. (laughs) And I I agree with him. I hate it too. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I I mean, whatever you want to say, it's kind of hard to say they weren't justified. Um, Now that they've won. Yeah. (laughs) Now that they won. Yeah. 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 So they, uh, they just kind of, yeah, they just kind of like decided to pull the pin, I guess. And it'd be interesting what they do next. And then like, who's picking the team, right? Cause then obviously they just won the playoffs. There's some players that have just played really well for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would imagine they're going to come back pretty strong. And I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd, I'd argue that the guy that DuPont that finished the season will be the guy that starts the next season. Yeah. He, he did well. If it, that's what he wants to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. So, uh, what else do I got that can I ask in the interview process? Like, um, like how, when they find out the Manchester job is open, how many coaching resumes would f- come flying in through email or whatever other direction? Uh, you get uh, probably like 30, 40 different agents. And then because they're agents, I'm getting a lot of the, the same i got different agents repping the same guy <laughs> really that a lot now. oh yeah like these they they, pick they all and, say like okay you're with me if i get you the job right <laughs> yeah yeah if i get you this job yeah yeah sure yeah and every player's like yeah yeah whatever buddy i don't care let me yeah. know how it goes yeah <laughs> and then yeah so yeah no we get quite a few but i mean you get you get some that you know right away but you would know your short list you're you know what you're looking for right like you said I think every team has a pretty good idea before they even start the process of what, what it is they're looking for and, and what they think is best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand now. Okay. Um, so then you let lo- you work with she- I don't know what else I got now. Do you know? No, 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 I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't either. Um, other than, so how do you, what do you think the UK league does then to get, I would say more parity that it's not the same three teams at the top of the league every year. And this, the other, the, then the rest, sorry, Nottingham. I didn't mean you guys. I just mean, you're not in the top three anymore. No, or, or maybe not in the top four anymore. Those guys. Um, yeah. It, it's so hard because like you look at like Manchester, man, we average like 1500 fans. Sheffield right. averages 7,000, whatever, 6,400. Right now there's, like we used to do it where we did conferencing and we went away from that and that allowed everybody to kind of play the, the, you know, but it wasn't a true indication, but then you could argue and say, well, neither is the NHL, you know, like the Maple Leafs got to go against Tampa, Florida, where at my, my, it Oilers, used to drive right? me nuts though. When Glasgow was playing Dundee and Fife. Exactly. Exactly. But then there's parody, right? There you kind of got some parody now, but is it, is it accurate? No. Right. But, then again, you could compare it to the NHL and go, well, how are the Oilers and the Maple Leafs? You know, one's got LA and the other guy's got Tampa Bay. Yeah. And so it's not exactly true in the NHL either because of the conferencing, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, other than that, I mean, you know, you can't do that. You can't do anything where you can't enforce it. Like we tried to do the salary cap this year. It's a joke. Right. You know, it's like, but yeah, like if you can't enforce it, then teams are going to do what they're going to do. And I'm, I'm like, no salary cap, just, you know, spend what you're going to spend because you're going to do it anyway. You know, I right. don't, um, so I, it, it's just, it's always going to be hard in Europe. You know that there's well, always, and there's every Europe. league kind of gets to a point where Ger- second league of Germany was kind of, when I was there, there's certain teams that are always at the top, certain teams in the middle and certain teams at the bottom. And it was the same in the DL it was the same in the second league. 
And it seems like almost every league in Europe is that way. I bet you the Swiss a league is always the same sort of teams. And then there's a team that'll get hot, right? Like Dundee did at the end of the year, and then they make it to the playoff weekend and they were, they were playing well. That's what makes it interesting now, but I would say like the parody in our league is pretty good. I mean, I, I think everybody, you know, apart from a couple teams beat everybody this year. Right. You know, there is no easy games anymore. Like even if you're looking to even like, you know, fight for Manchester this year, it, they, you know, we beat everybody. Like, you know, we, it wasn't, you just couldn't, you can't guarantee. There's no gimmies anywhere. Yeah. No, no. So you got that going for us. I think it's just up to us smaller teams to, to continue to find different revenue streams and, and we have to do things different to compete. We can't just go throw money at everything. Yeah, you know, and the fan base is like, well, you have to throw money, throw money, but everything in in sports is run as a business. Otherwise, you know, or otherwise you go tits up, and then all of a sudden all those players are screwed. You might have promised the money, but they ain't getting it. (laughs) It's a lot of fun, you know. It's a lot of fun when you got a year or two of the guy throwing a bunch of dough at it, and then when he says, "Well, I'm done doing this," uh, you're you're left holding nothing, you know, like so. The business has to keep growing and growing and growing. And eventually, you know, hopefully. You, you so then what's the future of Manchester hockey hold then? If you're the GM and you're in that building and you're getting 1,500 fans, is there any other buildings? Is there's that huge one I've no. been to a UFC fight at? Like, what yeah, do you do? Yeah, no, the, the MEN, no. The, I mean, you got to grow it, right? There's 2,300 seats in there and you got to get their 2,300 capacity. You want to get to 2,300. That puts you in a, um, in a nice position. The other thing is, you know, like obviously we work with our arena pretty closely. We have to potentially invest in the arena yeah. to make it a better fan journey. But you are limited to what you can do. But also, I would argue that it's one of the greatest spots to go watch professional sports. You're literally on top of it. And I know. love the beep, big blue yeah. tent, and it's just like it. I, I, yeah. I think it's a great the, for the fans yeah. that they're right yeah. there. Right you can at still it. stand on the glass. Like I always say, like why would you not stand on the glass and watch a game at this level? <laughs> you know you can't get close to anything in most in most uh, venues like that close so yeah i i it, it is i mean we, we've got huge obstacles but then at the end of the day it's like if all you do is focus on the shit and right. you, you never get you never improve and remember a lot of our a lot of the people coming to their first manchester storm game they're not exactly you know they didn't walk out of madison square garden or rogers senate Emmett, you know what i mean like this is their first game but I've, I personally think seeing games on TV is kind of boring. And when you see games live and you can stand right at the glass, when I go watch a minor hockey game or I go watch a senior A game, or game around here or whatever hockey, if I can stand at the glass, that is yeah. a whole different atmosphere than standing way up in the press boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because you watch it up high, everything's slow. Oh, everything, boring. You know, even NHL, yeah, like you get high, high up, you're like, oh, man. But then when you get low, you're like, oh, wow. Like, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so <clears throat> that's kind of our goal, man. Like, I think we're going to have to invest in the rink, which you never want to do. never want to invest in your rental house. But, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. for we um, – just for the fan journey, right? We just got to make it a better, a better spot and improve every year. Oh, uh, I got one more thing before I yeah. shut her down, though, is I am having a golf tournament June 25th. Right. King Ainsdale golf course right here at good card folks. And so far I got 11 foursomes registered. So if you want a spot, get registered. It's June 25th, Saturday live band after roast beef dinner. going to be a time, you know, really? 2 PM shotgun. You got to register at aleshockeytails.com. Same place. You can buy shirts and hats and clothes and all that stuff. Right. That's awesome. How, how much is it? How much is it for the uh, foursome? It's well, it's 150 Canadian a player. Um, and that gets you the there's prizes too, or we're working at it, <laughs> kind of. Um, and uh, it's your cart, 18 holes, dinner, and a live band. And then we're gonna, if we make some money, we're gonna uh, donate so, to some charities. We just gotta lock down which ones. You got a beer cart out there? There will be, yes. Mo- I might be both. Oh, we have those here. Yeah, I'd actually know that. And they prefer walking, don't they, in the UK? I know. I know. I I, 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 I went to a Devils golf tournament, and they were making me walk. And I'm like, I would rather not golf. I Honestly, I hate I, walking. I, I, we did, I remember we did that, too. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm in good enough shape to walk 18 holes. I mean, I, I can go play. I can play three and three. 
I don't right. think I that's different. You get yeah. to the ball, you're, you're if then, you walked up a hill, you're breathing heavily, right? Yeah. And now and then, you yeah. want me to hit it? I got nowhere to put yeah, yeah. my beer. It's yeah. it's I got to ca- sometimes carry my bag unless I put it on the rollers. Man, that's just my, my favorite's when you go to a course and you're like, hey, or it starts like pouring out, and you're like, well, we'll just get to the turn and we'll head in and see how it goes, right? And, and then you're like, oh shit, the turn is four miles from the clubhouse. Like they don't they don't bring you back. Oh, they don't bring you back because <laughs> oh, no. yeah, everywhere in North America you stop in for refreshments after. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. No, none of that. No, you're like, yeah, we we we're like three and a half miles away from the clubhouse. <laughs> I, I think it was like the, the it wasn't really a drinking culture at the golf courses in the UK, but very at the old, hockey arenas, old, it was. School. No, yeah, exactly. It's very old school. I I said like somebody's got to change this. The first course that gets in and changes it, I think they're gonna win a watch, man. Right. Get the beer right. cart. Well, people out there, people might be able to learn from Ainsdale Golf Course, June twenty fifth. Just respect their golf course, and you can have as much fun as you want as long as you respect the golf course and right. And just come for a fun time. Register at aleshockeytails.com, folks. Show you how to do it. And like literally, right down the road from the golf course is one of the nicest beaches I would say in Canada or that I've seen. So. You can do that before and after golf, folks. It's not a bad weekend to come to Concord on June 25th. <laughs> okay. Serious question, okay? I know I've peppered you with some serious ones, so here we go. If you were going to Chippy Lane with the George Brothers right now w- with a trophy, what would you order? Ooh, what time is it? Um, I You've probably been out all day. Three. The, the day after winning it, you've been out all day just running amok and it's been a full day and it's it's bedtime what's that one it, it's uh i think it's the third or fourth one in on the right that was my go-to which way are we coming from on the right uh coming from o'neill's oh, yeah okay i know what you're talking yeah. about um <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what it's called. yeah o'neill's is a good spot too yeah 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 yeah, yeah uh, we, we, we used to do o'neill's we did like a little trifecta but what are you ordering? What's the what are you getting? A kebab? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, don don the yeah, donair yeah. like donair kebab with the gyro meat, meat or whatever, like donair uh, meat, like the yeah uh, yeah I think so right off the oh yeah yeah and then, okay. uh, with the garlic sauce yeah garlic sauce okay you're talking my language I like what you're doing yeah, always respect I respected your recruiting too and your food choices you way to go in my, my three a.m. food calls yeah yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I think it's probably time to go back to the real world. No, man. Thank you. And this has been another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Finner and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. That's all right. Some people they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Goldbands. I'm like Pete Southbound.